everybody. It's Video Vampires. What's with, up? With Jessica and Mickey. That's right. Um, um, I've watched a lot. I actually we've... have two. Do you Not all of it's been good. Oh, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you've seen. Well, um, you know, I, I, uh, I actually wrote it down. So I did a... a I did a movie night, you know, at my friend's place, you know, where we like had, you know, people come over. It was an outdoor event and we had like, I screened, um, I screened Christine, which we've covered on this oh, podcast yes. and over the edge, which we haven't covered on this podcast, but you and I both saw together at, I think it was Cinefamily, right? It was Cinefamily in New Bev. I can't remember which one we uh, saw it at. Maybe New Beverly. I think it was New Beverly. Okay. It was one of those two. Yeah. It was the one with Matt Dillon. It's the teen movie where they all go fucking, they lock up their parents in the, the, the school during the PTA meeting and fucking just it's awesome. You gotta no, see it. No, I think it's it. in a family. Yeah, well, I think it was too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we so I watched that. Um. Uh, my wife surprised me. Um. They were showing Suspiria outside the Greek theater, in um a few weeks ago, and so Ooh, she interesting. She surprised me. We went to the Greek and which is down the street from our apartment and um, and then we had we met some people there that we you know we had some friends come over, uh, meet us and we uh. And they showed Suspiria, and it was cool because, like, I've seen it. Um, I love it. You know, you and I watched it together, and, like, um, and then, um, but some of the people we were with had never seen it before. They were just like, yeah, it sounds like fun. And I'm like, and I was like, I don't think, that the, knowing the type of people that were there who I love and adore, I was like, I don't know if they're going to love this movie. So I kept, like, I kept giving them, like, warnings. I was like, look, if I tap your shoulder, this is when shit's going to get really fucked up, and you might not want to be watching the screen. And like, oh, we'll handle it. And then they were like, oh, my God. You know, uh -huh. like, I was like, that first death scene where she, like, she gets stabbed in the heart. You see the the, the knife go into the heart. Oh, it's still beating. And then she, like, falls through the glass, and she gets up, ends up getting hung, and then the glass shards kill the person below her. Um, yeah. I was like, I was like, that's, and I was like, well, that's one scene. You ain't until you get, we get later on, you know? Um, but we watched that. And then on Friday 13th, you know, as per my friend and I, we have a ritual where we hang out every Friday 13th as well as hang out normally, but we always watch a Friday 13th movie. We watch part three on in 3d on the projector it was super cool. Um, but those are movies that I've already seen before, you know, whatever. Uh, my wife and I went and well, we watched suicide squad which are the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, we, I watched that, too. I enjoyed it. I, I was like, I, there, I've been hearing so much bullshit about people being like, eh, you know, it's ripping off this movie and that movie. And I'm like, the same people who are complaining about it ripping off other movies are the same people who um, have no problem when Quentin Tarantino does it in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or once, you know, yeah. whatever. So fuck I that. liked it. James Gunn knows too. how to make a great, fun careless movie you know like that you don't feel too bad watching and you don't feel too bad afterwards and you kind of feel a little good and it was like pretty funny and everyone was good in it you yeah. know um so everyone can eat shit yeah it, <laughs> was, it was great it was it was you know yeah. it was he has a way of making you take taking these characters that you don't think you're gonna give a shit about and making you give a shit about them you know by the end of the movie which i thought was cool um you know i'm not like I'm not a huge DC comics fan, so I'm not, maybe it's like, I don't hold things as sacred as some other people do, but I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, it was a little long, you know, and I was, but I, for, for me, the length of it just made me happy because I was like, James Gunn managed to convince Warner Brothers to let him make this incredibly violent, you know, ridiculously gory, you know, comic book film that is like, what, almost two and a half hours long, you know? Um I, th I thought it was great. I love when when a, when a director can sneak something in like that. Um, so we watched that, and then we went to the theater and we saw the Green Knight, 
which I'd really want to see. Mm. I know you had mentioned that too. Yep. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was funny because there's definitely, I know the story well enough where like, I was like, Oh, that's different. Oh, that's different. Like they, it, it, he made certain changes that kind of like changed the whole point of the story. Like the whole story is the main character is this like virtuous knight, you know, who goes on this quest and um, to basically honor, like honor or fulfill a, a, a promise. And he's tempted along the way to constantly break that promise. And he ends up not doing it and, and pr- thus proving his, 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 virtue as a as a noble knight in king arthur's uh court and it was you know it was different like you know i mean it's very different there's a lot of changes in there there but the movie was done in a certain way that i love i mean it's very like um there's a lot of moments where there's just no dialogue at all and it's just a lot of like um moments of um contemplation i guess there was a lot of people who walked out of the movie when we went we went to see it at west hollywood at That's amc so and, funny really and i was laughing i was just like man what the fuck like how I did mean, you what Okay, I guess, like, yeah, what did you expect? Mm-hmm. But also, I did think, like, when I saw the... I, I didn't know much about it, but I know, like, every old fairy tale, especially from, like, what, the 15th century or something, mm-hmm. that they always are very dark and they don't quite end well. Yeah. Um, and so I thought it was kind of funny um, how everything took place in the movie. I did think from the trailers that it was going to be centered around a battle and it was not at all. It was centered around a quest yeah. that he that he ultimately failed, but then kind of won in the end because he was like, no, no, we're we're just going to cut this off here. Yeah. But I, I loved it. I think I at first I was like a little bit unsure. And then the more I thought about it, the more I loved it. It is beautiful. Yeah. That kid from like the killing of a sacred deer, which like terrifies me. I, I think about that spaghetti scene all the time and every role he plays, that's all I see. And I'm like, he really mm. is terrifying. <laughs> you know, it's funny because the guy who played King Arthur, I was like laughing about it afterwards. I was like, you know, I liked everybody in it. I thought everybody was great. And I thought the guy who played King Arthur was awesome too. But I was just like, to me, there was something about him. I was like, what did you know? Were you not able to get Viggo Mortensen? Because I felt like yeah. that's what you were trying to do. And then Kate, my wife uh, pointed out to me, she was like, oh, isn't that the guy who was in 24 hour party people? And I was like, Oh my God, he is the guy who plays Ian Curtis in 24 Hour Party People, who he would later on go on to be in Mission, those two of the Mission Impossible movies as like the main villain. But I was like, oh yeah, that is that guy. And he's awesome. It just, there was just something about he's, the way he played it that I wasn't as yeah. engaged he's in by. He's Prometheus too for like a minute. He's like one of the guys that That's like right. Really... He's one of the um, fucking idiots who gets killed because they he, are doing Yeah, he like takes off do. his, he takes off his helmet. And I was like, why? Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Um, but that's how I remember him. And I, I did really like Green Knight too. And I did see that in the theater, which I'm like really glad that I got to, um, luckily, like there hasn't been a whole lot of people or like there's been, you know, ordinances where we have to be distanced from each other. So it's kind of nice, but I don't know. I I did see the Green Knight and I I was like surprised. Oh, I wasn't surprised, but I was like happy with what I saw. Yeah, and then like um, so American Cinematheque, who you you know you and I used to go to a lot at the Egyptian, they um they op- they basically took over um this theater down the street from my apartment. So my wife and I went to a nice matinee of ha- the original House on Haunted Hill, which she had never seen before. Oh, I've sick. seen yeah, it was, it was I've seen it before. I was like it was cool to see it on like an old print of it. it was just really cool and nice. And then um. My wife started watching. This is what I said when I was like, not everything I watched was good. My wife started watching F-Boy Island on HBO Max. And 
I was like, this is hot garbage. Like this fucking is show. It, is... I, I couldn't tell. I was like, should I watch this? Like, it, is it parody or is it real? It's it, all right. So there's an episode of 30 Rock where the entire cast is obsessed with the results of they're they're watching the 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 finale um of this show called milf island and it was basically like 30 rocks way of like making fun of like how ridiculous these shows have gotten and fboy island kind of reminded like the way i imagined it was pitched was like hey do you guys remember that episode of 30 rock where it's like so ridiculous that like they're you know it's called milf island um that's what we should do for a show and it is it's like it's a fucking show where these three women who um they've all you know they're 25 years old or 30 and they've they've they know they've been through some shit you know like they've they've paid their dues according to them um they're looking to find love and they're on an island with i don't know i'm gonna throw out an arbitrary number like 20 dudes and they're the 20 dudes are either f boys and it's on hbo max they don't call them fuck boys they call them f boys <sighs> f boys are nice guys and the women have to basically figure out like they have to find love but are they going to find love with an f boy or are they going to find love with a nice guy who knows you know and like they don't know whether or not the guys are or you know what they are or not you know and the guys the f you know oh and the, the big prize is a hundred thousand dollars right so you know it's this whole like is the is this a guy a nice guy is he a bad guy who you know or is he is he an f boy you know and and if he is an f boy can he be a good guy like can he be a reform you know it's all my wife was watching it and then she like there's one episode where they kind of re- they, they all are forced to reveal what they came on the island as and my mm-hmm. wife lost interest but whereas i was like i need to know what's gonna happen now like i kept <laughs> running into the other room so like we i ended up like making my watch my wife watch the finale with me because i was like i just i know what's gonna happen because i read about it but i just i gotta see the the actual car crash happen, um, you know, in, you know, right there to, to really be satisfied. And uh, it was, I was just so embarrassed that I was like getting so, cause I mean, it is the height of garbage and they know it. Like, I'm like, that's the one thing I will say about whoever made this show is they know that it's fucking garbage and that they're just, they're embracing it. But yeah. it's like hearing these people being like, you know, Oh, like, you know, they've been on the Island with each other for what, you know, a month. And they're like, I think I'm falling in love with this person. I'm like, motherfucker, like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is absurd. I guarantee the people who walk off this island together as a couple are not going to stay a couple. Like, it's yeah. just, you know what I mean? So it's, it's that garbage where it's like, you know, it's like, what was my wife watching last year during the pandemic? It was um, Love is Blind where they, they have to, like, be oh, between. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, I think glass I'm... and they can't yeah. see each other. like, you know, like frosted glass and you yeah. can, like, like talk. It's just so, yeah, these shows are like pure trash and the mm-hmm. people on them are terrible. Right. And they're like, I think I'm falling in love with this person. I'm like, man, I would not want to see how these people function in the real world. But um, that was the, the garbage that I watched. So I watched for the most part, it was like Suicide Squad, Green Knight, um, and then movies I've already seen before, which are great, you know. Um, there was something, and I can't remember what it is. I'm probably going to come to me later on and be like, oh, yeah, there was this one thing that I saw that was fantastic. But it's been that and F-Boy Island. And um, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not uh, proud of that. So um, I'm uh, I'm trading in my my any credibility I had by, you know, by admitting that I my wife because my <laughs> wife was watching it i got sucked into and when she when she had the good sense to be like i'm done with this i was like no you're not i want to i want to see this through so um but yeah we you know i uh I, I like i said out of all the stuff i watch i really enjoyed suicide squad i liked the green knight a lot it was right up my alley but um and you know next thursday um next friday i mean um candyman's coming out which i'm like oh, yes, desperately finally. yeah so Interested um in? 
Yeah, Nia, and I'm, Nia DaCosta's. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Not Jordan Peele's. Yeah, and the I more he, yeah he produced it. I think he also co-wrote it too. Yeah, but the, he produced it, but like still, you know. Yeah, it's but the more the more I keep hearing about it, the more excited I get, which is not something that happens lately where it's like the you know like I'll, I'll see a trailer and i'll be like oh I'm, I'm into that and then the more as time progresses before it comes out i'm like eh, i'll pass you know or i'll just wait this is something where i'm like oh i'm i'm definitely looking forward to that so um yeah i mean that's what yeah. i watched what have you watched well i mean i i also watched the green knight and suicide squad but yeah I watched, um, I rewatched this movie called You're Next. It came out a few years back, mm-hmm. maybe like 2011. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Uh, which is good. It's a home invasion um, type of movie, except, you know, like he brings the girlfriend to dinner and then, like, you know, someone's trying to kill all of them, the family one by one. But it so happens that she grew up in like a uh, survivalist camp. And so she, like, knows how to survive all this shit. Um, right. It is really good. It's it's fun and there's like a ton and we've done a ton of home invasion movies because I think they're the most frightening to be honest. You know, we yeah. did um Angst, uh Black Christmas, which is not technically they're not home invasion, but kind of they it's like sure. a home and they're being invaded um by serial killers or murderers. Repulsion. Didn't we do oh, people yeah. on the stairs? Yeah. Um and there's like endless amounts, but these are always the scariest to me because they're not ghosts or monsters, they're like real people being um being the monsters but anyway i i did enjoy it it's been a while and it always i like movies that start with a i think was this adam wingard no it wasn't i can't remember who did it but um it starts off with like a good song and it carries throughout the film which i i enjoy that little nod to um and then i did end up watching barb and star um which funny you mentioned it last episode and i watched it but it is like one of the worst movies i've ever seen like really? it's, it's oh my god, Mickey! It's so bad. I la- I watched the entire thing. I laughed at some points, but it's just like I just it's just an absurdist movie, and I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's, like, let me put it this way: when anytime the plot got in the way of the movie, I was less interested. But when random like goofy shit was happening, I thought that was hilarious. But anytime there was like like okay, remember that weird plot that we were kind of talking about? Let's go back to that. It's like I don't care. I don't care about like an, a, a a takeover of the or destroy the island. I don't give a shit about any of that. Just give me more of like people being completely ridiculous. Um, it it is. I mean, yeah, it's just like straight into fantasy and like what's that? Jamie Dorian or whatever his name is is pretty good looking. So you're just kind of like whatever. I'll pay attention, but it is stupid and it. Yeah. I just yeah. Kristen Wiig is just. I want to be like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like stop, mm-hmm. stop this. But whatever. Uh, and then um, I watched a movie that's an old recommendation, um, Dersu Yuzala. So this is a Akira Kurosawa movie. Yeah. And this one is is kind of infamous because um, it came after his suicide um, attempt. So, uh-huh. you know, he had been having a bad go of it. His movies had, uh, his last movie had flopped really bad. And so he attempted to kill himself and then came back and made this movie. And it is like, it's just fucking gorgeous. And it, it's mostly shot outside, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of like you see um, today when people do that. It's such a it's such a crazy feat. But watching this, there's like, oh, it just reminds you how brilliant he is and like how yeah. like no one could compare. You know, there's a scene with the setting sun and it's like black and then you have the sun and like them walking towards it. And it's just like. 
this incredible insane scene and then like even the ones that are not shot totally outside which are few they're just taken with such care and it's like a story about like getting old and and friendship and not being part of the earth anymore and you know humanity and it's like fucking gorgeous it's yeah. on Criterion if you guys have that or you could probably find it but it's it's a great movie and I'm I'm glad I watched it and then I finished a bunch of shows so you mentioned HBO and HBO just had this show called The White Lotus. No, uh, my wife was watching that too. It is good. Jennifer Coolidge is in it which I always like. She she's the best part of the show for sure. Mm-hmm. Um but it takes place at like a resort, a high-end like you know, now $9,000 a day resort and you're just dealing with like shitty white rich people and their impact. And like, normally I don't like that because I, we deal enough of that in real life, but this is pretty clever and it is pretty funny. Um, Jennifer Coolidge is great in it. She's hilarious as always. And, uh, at the end, it's like one of those movies where you're just like, wow, they just ran through a tornado, these people's lives. And this is the outcome of it. But Right. It is clever. I heard it's going to be renewed for a second season with like a whole new cast of like rich people that come on this island. I'm not sure, but that's what I heard. Yeah, it didn't, um, I mean, I watched the first episode and it didn't grab me for this. I mean, for the same exact reason that you just said, which is like it's about shitty white people, which it just didn't do it for me. Which is funny because the show that I recommended to you that um, you in a, in a very similar vein is Succession. Succession, which, yeah, yeah. You know what? I watched the first season though, and it was like. I, I think at the time, especially when the first season came out, I was like extra not because like Trump was in office and I was just yeah. like, I don't know if I could deal with even this. And I've been thinking about revisiting it because I do really like the cast of Succession and I remember it being great, but I just like could not do it. Oh, but second season you know, is that great. Yeah. Uh, but I also um, watched Brand New Cherry Flavor. Have you seen this yet on Netflix? I have not yet. I have not. I wanted to. It is it is definitely worth a watch. I so uh, um my friend Klaus um recommended this to me and he said it made him blush and then he also called it David Lynch light and I was like this that's a very interesting um choice of words that you are using to describe yeah. this uh, show. So I I went through it and I ended up binging it. It is I'm surprised it's on Netflix. Like, not that Netflix like can't get away with certain things, but I feel like they took some chances in some of the like trippy sequences that normally wouldn't um rosa salazar which i might have mentioned her before she's in um that show undone on amazon prime that's really uh really good with bob odenkirk Uh um she stars in this okay she does a really good job of like playing a normal but also crazy person um and then Catherine Keener's in it too and she's great and everything and she has that type of voice and I don't I don't think it's just get out but like when she speaks I'm like hypnotized by it like I don't don't know what it is like she says something especially in her like her low talking voice not her like high-pitched like she's in um 40 year old version and she's very annoying in it but like when you hear it and get out when she's just talking and Mm -hmm. it's like the smoothness of her voice she's very convincing but basically it takes place in like 90s LA Mm. and you know the story of like 90s 90s hollywood she goes there she she directed this short she's trying to make it into her feature and she just gets fucked by hollywood and it's her basically meeting this la witch who's Catherine keener and exacting this type of revenge on him but it's it is fucked up like i'll, I'll she's like throwing up animals she's like 
there's like fisting there's like technicolor like acid dreams it's it's oh, really that's awesome it has it actually is like i'm surprised about how much i liked it and how much they got away with so it is definitely worth watching and and rosa is like really great in it too so i would definitely suggest it but if you want to see some like weird fucked up shit um mm -hmm. watch it mm. and that's what i watched nice nice yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted i've been wanting to check it out so i mean like I, and i've heard good things and and um yeah i mean it sounds right up my alley it sounds like something i would really enjoy i am um, i picked up a few random things along the way like that i just thought about like uh I picked this up on VHS because you can't really find it on Blu-ray, but I picked up picked up the original Mother's Day. Did you ever see that? I think so. It's a. It was written by the guy. It was directed by the. Wait, uh, didn't we do it? Didn't we? No, we did. We class watched of it with Matt. Yeah. Um, oh wait, who's in it? Sorry. Uh, well, it's funny because like it's, um, there's no real big names in it, but one of the, it's like these three women. They they go on this like you know camping trip that they've had planned, and they get attacked by these two fucking hillbilly dudes who are like you know murdering rapists and they're you know and their mother is like kind of like you know encouraging them and all the shit and then like the mousy one of the three she ends up kind of like having this like kind of change of character where she becomes this badass and like it's kind of it's like a, it's pretty it's pretty much a rape revenge film it's just that my screenwriting teacher was the mousy one she uh one of my screenwriting teachers from film school she was the i remember too because i was like wait a minute like is it the same? Is it the same name? Because she told me, you know, we we had we knew her name, and I was like, she's the same one that was in Mother's Day, and then like, but you know, she by the time I met her, you know, she was much older, so I didn't really connect it. And then I recently rewatched, and I was like, oh, that's definitely her. That is absolutely one hundred percent her, you know. And I was like laughing because I was like, she conveniently never mentioned that she was in Mother's Day when we were in class, um, which I would have been really funny. Um, but uh, I picked that up, and then I um, I picked up this movie I'm really looking forward to called Sugar Cookies. It's also um, it was has a trauma connection in the sense that it was written by co-written by Lloyd Kaufman, who you know is the head of trauma. But it was like the '70s movie about like this like I guess she's like a porn actress or an adult themed actress who like dies mysteriously, and her um, her agent ends up grooming this other woman to kind of like fill in her role. But it's the, she's playing it's the same woman playing both roles and everything like that. And um, it's like they, somebody described it as kind of like a um, I don't know, like more of a, a steamier version of Igmar Bergman's persona. So I was looking forward to <laughs> oh. watching that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I also picked up, and I haven't seen, I haven't watched this yet. I've just, but this has been a movie, and it's been a holy grail of mine that I've been really wanting to watch for a long time called Blood for Dracula, it, or Andy Warhol's Dracula, which I went, uh -huh. Andy Warhol was a, you know, was a producer, and by a producer, he just means he just lent his name to the, um, to the production afterwards. But um, it's a, basically where Udo Kier who we've talked about before he was in blade um you know he plays one of the yeah. vampires he's, he's just he's been in everything you name a fucking movie this guy's been in it he's even in suspiria but they dub over say. him yeah and um he plays dracula and he has to sustain himself on on the blood of virgins and um there's a guy going around there deflowering virgins to protect them from uh, dracula go figure you know so i've been looking forward to that one uh, i haven't watched it yet but um but yeah, I mean that's 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 uh, pretty much my life. Um, but you, uh, I guess we can just jump right in because um, I don't really, yeah. I don't really have a good segue for this movie. I mean, this was uh, well, this I don't is know. an unexpected choice. So I, I was like looking for movies, and um, I was looking at the the 2006 Japanese movie Pulse. Um, yes. 
just to watch. And then I saw that there was also a, 99, a 1988 pulse yeah. with uh, Joey Lawrence. And so I was like, I've never seen this. It sounds vaguely familiar. Like I had a lot of deja vu watching it. So I feel like I saw this as a kid. Yeah. And it's like in the depths of my mind, but I, I don't remember it. And so I was like, it was really funny watching it. This movie's rated PG 13 and it that um, explains everything. Yeah. It, it actually feels like a long infomercial, but basically is like this kid, um, you know, his parents are divorced and he's going to visit his dad in California. And then like, there's some, I don't even know what really happens, but like, all the houses are like freaking out because the electricity is going through them and it's like making people mad and like people are dying and like um this kid like figures it out and there's like a secret voice in the electricity and so it's about him like trying to convince everybody that this house is trying to kill him and that um they need to move which is hard because as a kid your parents don't believe shit what you right. say to them. I wanted a cat because I saw Cat's Eye when I was younger and I was like, there are trolls on the walls and my mom refused and I was like, great, she wants me to die. But that's how dire it is as a kid and parents do not yeah. believe children, unfortunately. Yeah. As somebody who owns two cats, I can tell you right now, my if there was a troll in our apartment, my cats wouldn't do a goddamn thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am. Um... Do you like it? <laughs> okay, so well, the funny thing is when you mentioned it, it was a movie that's been on my list for a long time, you know? Uh, I'd wanted to see it, um, and I, I got the impression that the the, and I, I don't even want to fucking use the word because they use it so many goddamn times in this movie. I was like, how many times are they going to say the name in the movie over and over? But they, you know, the pulse, you know. But I, I got the impression it was supposed to be like a kind of a ghost that's traveling from house to house and like fucking with their electricity. Um, I did like it. I, I I mean, I didn't. I wasn't. There <laughs> I didn't was definitely. There was definitely things about it was you know it was when you said it was PG thirteen I was like oh that makes sense because this is a movie that I think if I'd seen in eighty eight as like a six year old I would have been like fucking terrified you know yeah because like anytime you you know uh, it's the same reason why people under the stairs hit me hard when I saw it as a kid because like oh it's he's a kid just like me and this is happening to him and whoa you know um I did I thought Joey Lawrence was actually pretty good I mean it's kind of for a yeah. split second I was like oh how it's gonna be hard to like shake off the joey lawrence that i know but i think he actually did it and then like and then there's like at one point he's friends with like the next door neighbor kid and i was like oh that's his brother the one that was in mrs doubtfire i know um, he's so cute he is adorable yeah um but i liked it i um i it was just weird things in that movie where i felt like oh man like what a what a setup and then there was not as much payoff like one of my biggest i wrote some stuff down so at one point roxanne hart who plays the stepmom and I love her. She Who was in, looks uh, like Kristen Wiig. I I could not get Kristen Wiig out of my mind when I was like looking at her. Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, the only, one of the the, ma the major thing that I've seen her in besides this was Highlander. You know, the original Highlander, and I, I love her in that. You know, um, don't know why. I think it's because I saw it as a kid and I had a crush on her. But um, she plays the stepmom, and at one point she calls in a repairman to come over, and the oh, repairman. Yeah is played by Robert Romanus, who was, in, who was Mike Damone in Fast Times Original. And I was like, how the fuck is he not one of your main characters? And his part is great. It's funny. It's short. It's sweet. He's kind of like a smug repairman who basically is just like, look, lady, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, yeah. Whatever, you know? But I was just like, how do you not have, how do you have this guy in this movie and not have him have a much bigger part? Um I loved the cool, the effects of like, you know, like where like the close-ups of like inside the fucking, um, the circuit boards and all that. I really do. I, I, it was a, it was a cheesy motif, but I was like, I dig it, man. I think that's fucking rad. Um, Cliff DeYoung 
who plays the dad, he was so fucking frustrating because I, and I've seen him, he was, and the only other thing I've really seen him in that of note was that he was in shock treatment, which is the sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show. He ends up taking over the role of uh, Brad from Barry Boswick. And that's the only other movie I've seen him in. Um, but um, it just the, the movies were like the kid, especially when there's one adult that does believe the kid, like the stepmom starts to believe the kid's right, you know, and the dad's like, well, I think that's crazy. And it's like, what is it going to take for you to fucking realize that your child is absolutely right? And he's like legitimately freaked out by like shit going on. I mean, of course, he comes around at the end of the fucking movie, but it's like, oh, my God, it was just frustrating watching this character. I'm like, you're not a very good dad. Like, yeah, it, I would get it if you were like a divorced dad who like, you know, is just trying to make it, you know, but it's like, you're not a bad guy. You're not abusive. You're not a jerk. You're just dumb. And you're just like completely <laughs> like ignorant, you know, and like um, they really hype up. Like, so at one point they rent this videotape and the weird electric ghosts tampers with it so that she ends up she's like i had to buy it with 60 bucks i was like i do remember those days when to buy a video at the video store it was like 60 dollars. but um they're like hyping up that there's something on this video at one point and it's nothing really i was like oh it would have been cool if like there was like a voice talking to them if there was like a weird like whatever instead it's Starman, the carpenter star man yeah and then weird like which i, I don't know yeah it was you know it was just one of those things where was like oh man there's gonna be something on this fucking video like i was thinking of like yeah that's why i feel like this whole movie is just like a really long infomercial because like the the way they acted even though it was like believable it was like oh this is coming apart and it's just the guy like wrestling it you know i'm just like okay but i i still found it endearing and it was like quite funny um you know the part at the end where like joey lawrence is like holding his dad's It's just yeah. so good. It's like, I don't know why I love it so much. And I think maybe it's the same, Mickey, is like what I I feel like if I saw this as a kid, it would fucking terrify me. And I feel like I did. And I feel like I have like some weird reservations about certain things about technology now. Sure. Yeah. I um, I just, I you know, I, my only real complaints were um, how many times they used the word fucking pulse in the movie. I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> you know? Um, I, the video, video thing. And then I just didn't like that. I really liked the Roxanne Hart character, like the stepmom who like is believing him. And I was like, I was expecting more of a payoff with her, her story, you know, like at one point there's this great scene yeah, where like, she just disappears. Yeah. There's this great scene where like, she, you know, the kid sneaks into the house next, across the street where bad shit happened. Like in the beginning of the movie, this fucking neighbor goes fucking crazy and ends up dying and like, whatever, it's all boarded up. And I was like, Ooh, I like that. I like that setup. Right. And so the kid sneaks in and there's this old guy who just shows up, literally shows up out of nowhere. I think he drops from the fucking ceiling. I guess he's an electrician who's like <laughs> investigating. This is what I, cause they never explained it. I'm just extrapolating from what, whatever. Yeah. He's this weird electrician who has been studying all these houses that have had this crazy shit happen. But at one point, like, she goes over and she goes to talk to him. Like she goes to talk to this old guy and she's like desperate. And she's like, you know, you spoke to my son. And there was like a really great moment where it's like, Oh, like I was kind of expecting the moment of like, you know, she's not just a stepmom. Like she's, she's going to kind of be another, you know, like, you know, like really kind of like a mother figure to this kid, you know? And she takes a shower, even though she's just, she knows that crazy shit's going on. And, um, you know, she knows that, and the guy even tells her, he's like, the crazy old guy basically tells her that, like, to invest in kerosene and go off the grid. That's basically more or less what he says. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she looks over and the weird electrician guys that are with her, with him, just start, like, looking at her and kind of laughing. And it's like, 
okay, is there more to their story? You know, but no, there's not. She takes a shower. She gets burned in the shower, but not in the face, just in the back. You know, like something that's not going to permanently affect her life (laughs) too much. And then she's gone. Like she did. They don't go visit her at the hospital. I mean, he does off camera, but she never comes back. Like this whole story of like her kind of like getting close to this kid and like really being the, it just never pays off. And it was like, I just, I didn't understand it. I just was like, why would you write just arbitrarily, like just write her out of the film, you know, like in, in a lot of ways, she's more of a parent to this kid than his own father was. And like, I get that that's kind of the point, but it's like, what was her purpose other than that? Like you really see them building this relationship where she's like, let's go rent a movie. Let's go do this. Like, you know, let's, I got to go to this thing. You want to come with me? And he's just, the kid is just, all of the kids interactions with her annoyed the fuck out of me. Cause he was like, meh, whatever. And I'm like, this lady's being so nice to you. And she's looking after you. And she's like sticking up for you. And you're like, when your dad is just like, you know, anyway, I was just, that was my only real complaint about it. Aside from the, the, the use of the word pulse. And then just the fact that they would set something up and never like the old crazy guy who's just, dropping out of ceilings and explaining random bullshit. And it's like, it was so weird, but I did like this movie. Like it really, there was something about it that I was like, Oh man, what a fun, nice little, like not too scary. You know, like I think as a kid, I could have watched it and been like, I'm really scared, but not like up all night, like nightmare on Elm street scared where I would have like been traumatized for years, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been a nice gateway horror movie, I guess is the best way to put it. Not quite monster squad, but like in the same, like, yeah, you can watch this and you're going to get, you're going to go to sleep at night. Yeah. I thought about that too. I was like, it's, it would enough, it would be enough to scare me, but I was like, this is a good like kids horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it is, it is pretty well acted. I mean, Joey Lawrence is pretty convincing and he was, he was a good child actor. You know what I mean? Even he was, even yeah. Matthew Lawrence is like so cute and little that you're just like, oh, oh, anything he says, don't whatever it is, don't hurt that little blonde boy, you know. <laughs> like, right. But right. And- I did. It was like I liked that how most of the violence and like bad shit was kind of like off camera, mm-hmm. um, and it would allude to it, which I I think is clever. You know, there's other movies like that um, mm-hmm. that do that even now and I, I I thought it was clever and it was like a good way to like build suspense but not like go overboard with like gore or anything like that I don't know yeah. I I kind of was pleasantly surprised about it like I didn't hate it I I wish it gave a little bit more like you said but I yeah. I kind of liked it yeah I mean I I you know there was um I was I mean the guy who wrote it uh and directed it Paul Golding the only other thing that I mean of note that I can I mean I think he wrote a movie in the 70s called The Passover Plot but he also he wrote Beat Street which was the big competitor for um Breakin the other oh. breakdance movie oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, but he didn't direct anything after this and I was like I don't know I mean I don't I didn't read if this was a flop or not it just but it was like one of those movies that I feel like would have just been nestled comfortably in the top 10 box office you know like it's not gonna fucking blow you know it's not gonna you know blow anybody's mind but it's just this nice little movie that like you go go check it out and I I really enjoyed it um I was just I was very impressed with um with Joey Lawrence I was just not impressed with how they some of the other characters that I thought were more interesting than the dad like there's just oh the dad is just so fucking bland um the I would have been happy if the repairman Robert Romanus's repairman shows up at the end of the movie and saves like I would have been like yep I'm totally cool with that Mike Damone saving the day um but 
as it stands, I thought it was a, it was a pretty solid flick that, uh, it is. I, and it, it doesn't like, it's funny because like you said, it kind of glosses over most things about humanity that like normally would have given away like things about the dad, but you're just like, Oh, he's just like a non-existent dude. Yeah. Like he's not necessarily bad or good. Everyone yeah. in there is just like a whatever character. And it like is just exactly what it is. It's just a movie about evil electricity. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because like, you know what the movie was? It's like when it, so it comes out in 88, it reminded me of like somebody being like, hey, do you know the movie Scanners? Yeah. Great. Do you know that movie Poltergeist? Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if we kind of just kind of mixed everything to kind of together? It's like it definitely felt like a little bit of everything, a, a lot of other movies that I like a lot more, but it, not in a bad way. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it was just like. And then there's something about it that reminded me of Scanners. I don't know what it is, but it just it had that feel. It definitely reminded me of Poltergeist, you know, mm-hmm. like. Um, but not, these aren't bad things. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to kind of, kind of like not rip off, but if you're kind of going to like, and be inspired by movies, you might as well be inspired by the good ones that it came out. And that, that's what it was. It was just, it was, it was the light version of those movies. Like Poltergeist, I think is one of those movies that you could watch as a kid. I know for a fact you could watch as a kid and it would fuck you up, you know, cause yeah. it did fuck me up. I, I it, was, it still fucks me up. I yeah. just, oh, that, oh, the tree and the clown and the fucking, yeah. Yeah the guy in the bathroom peeling his face off i mean yeah. this was like a this was kind of like a, a a safe version of those movies and i liked that i i um you know it, not it was just it was it was good it was just it was a good movie i yeah I, you know um nice little 1988 sleeper <laughs> film you know yeah um, it was like a nice little like kid uh, horror movie but like totally worth watching you could probably yeah. watch it with most of your family and not have them you know all try to sleep in your bed because of nightmares or some, something yeah and it's like there's something about the suburbs in the 80s especially like california suburbs that i really just i don't know I don't know. Maybe it's because I feel like shoddy I wiring. <laughs> yeah, and they're shoddy wiring. But like the neighborhood in this kind of felt like the neighborhood in Poltergeist. You know, there's kids that like they they are skateboarding down their their garage and they're, be- they're I mean, it's fucking hilarious. I was just well, like, yeah. Also, great. the ending is like he comes out of the house and there's all his neighbors just sitting there like staring at like what's going on, which there is very go. very Poltergeist. That's- that's what it is. Yes, there's movies that like always end with like the neighborhood. Like it's just something you ha- it happens now. I don't think you know. It's like when shit goes down. Like there was a fire truck next door to my place. I was out in my balcony looking, but like you know, in the '80s, we would have all been outside being like, "What's going on across the street?" I remember that happened in New Jersey when I, you know, there's a fire in our apartment complex or whatever, and I remember everybody was outside, and you know, and I just remember that moment of everybody outside watching. And kind of just like talking that you don't see, that doesn't happen anymore. And like yet, Poltergeist, this movie, People Under the Stairs ends with the entire fucking neighborhood outside, um, swimming in money. And then um, the movie <laughs> Shocker by Wes Craven, same thing. And movie ends with the power all going out and everybody going outside and being like, "What was that all about?" And it's like we don't. There's no sense of community anymore. I guess <laughs> no, yeah, nobody I wants like to go outside. Especially in LA, if something happened now, I'd be like, I'm staying my ass inside. I'm not going out there. Like exactly, you know, like one of my bosses lives on my street, and we like we'll like we'll we'll constantly be like, there's helicopters all the time, and we'll just be like, yeah, it's apparently it's another robbery that's that went went you know, or there's another this, and it's like, but in the 80s, we've all been outside, being like, why there's so many helicopters? Why is there this going on? And I really miss that. 
And so I really like that Pulse has that feeling. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely that you really, somehow you tapped into exactly what it was that I found charming about this movie. It was like, oh, it's the fact that everybody, everybody's so invested in what's going on in each other's lives um, that they're all outside talking about it. <laughs> Very neighborly, if, if you will, yes. but probably just being like, I, he's coming out with an axe. Like, either someone's dead or, like, something crazy is happening. Yeah. But, and yeah, I mean, yeah, fun, fun movie, like, that probably everyone could watch. I would suggest it. I would. Yeah. If someone's like, I need something not too scary, but, like, you know, just something fun, I'd be like, oh, okay. I got this. Yeah. Joey yeah, Lawrence. This is, this is definitely the safest of the 80s gateway horror movies because the gate would fuck you up as a kid. It did fuck me up yeah, as a kid. Yeah, I thought about that too because it reminded me a little bit of the gate like at mm-hmm. first when I first saw little little Maddie Lawrence over there, but it just didn't yeah. quite get there. But the gate is terrifying. Yeah, exactly. So it's like this is this is a good one for the kids. I would I would I agree. I think it's a, yeah. it's a recommendation for the whole family. <laughs> that's our that's our recommendation, guys. Good for yeah. everybody. Good for everybody. Don't I can show my mom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You could show mom and have her not be terrified. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I put pleasantly surprised, Jess. Yeah, I'm glad I picked it. Go mm-hmm. with me. <laughs> everybody Go watch you. it. It's on Amazon. I think you can rent it. Unfortunately, yeah. I thought it was part of the subscription, but you can always find shit on Tubi or you can download it from the internet. That's true. That's true. And there it's also gonna get a um it's getting a Blu-ray release. Um Oh, interesting. Fuck. Yeah, so there's this company, Mill Creek. They do um, Blu-ray releases now of like '80s movies, where like the the slipcover, the box looks like a VHS. Like I have Happy Birthday to Me, one of the '80s slasher movies, where it's like it, you know, looks like a, a VHS box, and then of course you you pull the cover off, and then you can pop in the DVD. They're doing the same thing. They did the same thing with a uh, Legend of Billy Jean, a um, oh, bunch yes. of movies. Yeah. Say. Uh, yeah, and they're doing the same thing with Pulse. They they announced they were going to release Pulse, so check that out. Yeah, interesting. All right, guys. All right, that's our episode. That's it. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. It keeps us warm. Ah! It ain't a thing. It's a signal. Pulse. It keeps us comfortable. Spooky. And it cooks our meals. In every second of every day, it improves our lives. Pull all the plugs. And in a flash, it can end them. Columbia Pictures presents Pulse, the ultimate shocker.